As far as I'm aware, uh, there's no better feeling than being right where you're meant to be and realising that and backing yourself that that is the place that you were meant to be at that space and at that time where everything just kind of converges and all the realities, all the dimensions kind of just put you right in the place that you're meant to be. And I know that that sounds really just like, what the heck, what's he talking about? Um, but, but really, like if you think about all the times where you've reached flow, Flow being that thing where your demands, well, the demands of a task are kind of a slightly easier and you get into a space where time doesn't exist anymore because you're enjoying what you're doing. So that difficulty of the task is matched by the skills that you have. So you feel like you're in flow because everything just kind of seems to be working for you. There's no other feeling than feeling like you belong in that moment at that time. And I've been wrestling with this whole you know, belonging thing for so long and is it some is it something that's meant to be always there or is it something that you're always meant to be working for? I think it's like happiness where it's kind of transient because you're going to be entering different spaces and your element or your uh, degree, I guess, of belonging in that space is going to change depending on, you know, so many different factors. Who's in that space at the different time? What's the co-papa at that time? Like, what are your, what are the skills that you bring to that table? Um, and your element or your degree of belonging is going to be dependent on all those different things because I've, I've been wanting to fit in. I've been wanting to belong. And I've just found that, like, maybe I've just been sitting at the wrong tables and and I wasn't actually meant to be there. So what I'm trying to say is, when you get into that state of flow, when you get into that feeling where you're meant to be there at that time, there is no better feeling. And I, the reason I'm reflecting on this now is it has nothing to do with the rest of the episode. But you know, when I was when I was driving in, and I don't know how I stretched out this far, but when I was driving in, I you know I stopped at the crossing because that's what you're meant to do at the zebra crossing. And there was a family that was crossing and, you know, there's a bunch of adults, there's a couple of younger children and then one of the smallest boys at the back was the one who acknowledged me. Uh, and I know I'm, I, you're meant to, you're meant to stop at the zebra crossing. It's just what you're meant to do. It's the law uh, when you're driving. But to be acknowledged, just a very, very small hand gesture to say thank you made me feel like, wow, okay, it's cool. I, that was obviously what I was meant to do. Obviously because it's by law, but also being acknowledged for what you're doing as well. Not that it was anything huge, not that I do everything so that I can get acknowledgement, but that's like when I was in that spot, I was meant to be there. I was meant to be that person, maybe. Uh, so anyway, I, I stretched that all the way out to just being like, okay, you're meant to be where you are. And there's no better feeling than that gratitude of being where you are and being safe in that. But anyway, no my hockey mites for another episode of the sick ass podcast. Podcast? Podcast. Pad time. Let's get into it. Kilda, Kilda, Kilda. And we're back, and it's been a huge little while, and that's the thing with technology, that's the thing, is that I can be wherever I am right now and releasing these. I could be recording these, you have no idea where I am, unless I talk specifically about dates, but I try to keep it as broad as possible and just give you my reflections of how the weeks or the times have gone. So currently... I would have just got back from Wellington, but I will talk about that at a later date. All I want to say is that I have been wrestling, wrestling again, literally wrestling, because we've started back at rugby training, uh, we've been doing a lot of wrestling conditioning work, but I think when you find your strength, and this is something someone messaged me, they were listening to my last solo and I was saying that I'm an INFP, and they said that they are an INFP as well, 
And something that I was talking about in that episode was when you start to realize that that's just the way you're kind of wired and you can find your strength in that, where sometimes we kind of focus on the, the deficits. And I know that we do this often, and it's probably something that I don't talk about often. So thank you uh, for messaging me, and he's just saying, like, ever since he found out he was INFP, it put a lot of things into perspective for him, and he's actually kind of changed the way that he goes about his life so that he can, he can you know, make sure that he's drawing on the different strengths that he has. But also with the different people in his team or the different people he's going to work with, he tries to find people who he knows, you know, can, can fulfill the tasks that he isn't really into himself, but... You know, that's just something I don't consider often because maybe I just do it already, but maybe I already work in a team and I don't know I can change that team. But, you know, the the whole INFP nature of me and me being extremely introverted as shown by that test, and that's not just to be some, apparently being introverted is the cool new thing and like if you say, I'm an introvert, no, but like actually um, it, it draws a lot of energy from me to be around people. Um, but just hearing that, you know, and I think, you know, I don't have to be everything. You can't be everything to everybody, and when he messaged me about that, like it really reminded me that, you know, you do the the things that I'm very very good at is because I've catered towards the things that I'm good at, and yet there's gonna be other things that I'm going to have to step out and do every now and then. But I'm not in that place. I'm not where I'm meant to be unless I'm also doing the things that kind of feed my soul. Uh, but also, my soul feels like it can flourish and do what it needs to do, and that's being locked away and that's you know just really focusing and honing in on my craft so uh, my, my one of my colleagues said it best he just said that you know we we are just the humble factory workers who have the ideas and we can work towards it but when we get given a task and we're just allowed to go and just take that task where we need it to be and just you know not really having too much external input that is where we thrive but when you're working, so working in a team environment still works, but it's not just that we're in that team always collaborating, like we need time away to have deep thought, deep reflection, uh, but then also just to see where it fits in with the wider schema of everything else. Uh, and once once you know that about yourself, and once you can kind of communicate that with the different people you're going to be working with, even in romantic relationships, I think in platonic relationships, anything where you're going to be dealing with different human beings who have different expectations of how the world, world should go, I think, this is just me thinking, and you know what happens when I think, it's never really that good, um, but I think that's where we're going to get to a space of new understandings but also um, just new opportunities and abilities for people to actually step into a comfort of their own something that they can then uh, discern for themselves and they can start to you know feel like they belong where they're going to see I brought it all back but anyway the humble factory workers are here Um, it feels nice to belong and there are a couple of things that different people can do to help you belong. But anyway, I'm just going to give you a quick update on where I'm at. If you are watching on the YouTube or if you're watching my clips right now, I have glasses on. And this is the first thing in terms of habits and building habits. And it's always so interesting that it's always towards the end of the year that I start talking about habits again, but that's because I really take notice of it. So there's a couple of things that I'm building into my life every day. And the first is waking up and putting my glasses on. It is something that I have never, ever in my entire life, in my 29 years of life, had to consider, ever. I've never had to put glasses on, which is a new accessory. But we all know that your boy, Troy, likes to build habits. So very, very small habits, and you'll see my morning routine looks the same every single day. 
and I'm kind of just like clockwork, this will happen, this will happen, this will happen, no real deviation of that, uh, and something I've been getting better at is like if I can't do that, you know, being okay with not having to do my routine, like it won't mess up the rest of my day, but where I can, where possible, you know, 95% of the year, that's me. Um, and putting my glasses on is now a new part of that habit. So instead of waking up, rolling out of bed, doing a bit of stretching, my first thing is I have to wake up, hand out to the side, grab my glasses, put them on, roll out, then do the rest. Sounds uh, sounds easy, right? But think about every single type of habit that you've tried to build. Oh, I just need to go do this. I just need to go do this. It's difficult. It's difficult, especially if you know majority of your life you're having to unlearn that different behavior where the first thing you do is roll out of bed and do stretching. I now have to put another step in to get my glasses. But here is the thing that I've done. I've coupled it with drinking water. So if I sit up in my bed, have a drink of water, my glasses are right next to my water. So all I need to do now is grab my glasses, like it's right there, it's visual sight, takes no extra effort, but I'm reminded because I have that trigger of what's there, and then I can put them together. So my glasses go on, and then after that, I don't really have to focus on it at all, um, because I now have to wear glasses all day, every day, yada, yada. Um, so that's been cool, that's the first, and getting used to it is, it's kind of, it reminds me, my, my nan had cataracts, and if you, so my nan in general, I won't talk too much about her, uh, but she had a stroke and her communications, a lot of the stuff that she can speak, uh, are just really about 10, 20 lines that the nurses would say to her often, and then other words or lines that she's picking up from watching TV. Um, I rem- like So I think for the longest time, she probably went without a very good vision. Um, and then I remember when she got her cataracts removed, and she was like looking at things and she would just stare for ages at things that have always been in her house. Uh, and I know something that really you know, frustrated my auntie when she got it and the nurses were like trying to rush her along because she was just looking at everything. It's like, that was probably the first time she could actually see stuff. And when she was looking at these pictures again, you know, it reminds you that she was living in a world, and this is where worldview and perspective comes in as well, but we won't get there. Um, she was living in a world where she had such partial vision that it was, it was a completely different world. Like everything that she had known was, was she got so used to. And then once she was given the gift of sight or, you know, HD sight, um, she was like, whoa, she was like experiencing a brand new world almost all over. And, and that's what's happening to me is I didn't realize how bad my eyes were if you go back a couple of solo episodes. Uh, and then when I put these glasses on, like it doesn't seem like it makes a huge difference. Uh, except for the fact that I don't have glaring headaches in the e- uh, in the evening anymore, um, when lights change and or sorry when the lighting changes and I'm looking around or going from a reading task to having to look far far away, I don't have this buffering period where it's like I have freaking dial up Wi-Fi and it's going like trying to like hone in on whatever it is that I was looking at in the distance and all of those things like are now easy like they just happen all the time and and it's just like wow I was living like that for so long and there are times where I'll just be staring at something and just like is that really that sharp and then I just like look at it without my glasses and just yeah I think when you when you get given new perspectives is what I'm trying to say um, it can take you a while you can be very marveled at that is a different way of looking at things and that's been something I've been trying to do recently is is to be more empathetic or to be more compassionate, trying to understand the world from from the way that other people would look at it. Um, across the lifespan, 
across cultures um and yeah and just and just trying to have that so that you know you can you can be empathetic you can be compassionate to different people and i think uh with my platform that i have uh being able to reach out to all all of you across the 22 countries that apparently we're heard in um it's i think that's going to be something that helps me resonate with you all a little bit more is you know when you get given glasses you see a brand new world and you see things for as uh you see things a little bit more clear uh which if you think about it metaphorically you know a lot of relationships that you've had a lot of things that don't serve you you start to see a little bit more if you take a different perspective and you don't think that um you need to be better anymore that you are good enough and a lot of the spaces that you're in just like were never good enough for you but made you feel like you weren't good enough so that you stuck around that's just a little that's just a little something to think about but anyway that is one habit another habit is that we have started rugby again and oh my gosh like I I knew I was fit um, and I knew I was fit enough to be able to get back into training Uh, but this was a shock this was like clearing cobwebs off I don't know, like cobwebs out of a freaking place where there were only spiders that lived there for 22 years. Um, It was tough. I couldn't breathe. But it's so fascinating where your mind takes you. So um, because of, and this is my third habit, because of the amount of Māori I've been learning and really delving deep into and just immersing myself in, you know, kupuho every every day, uh, sentence structures and just like kiwaha as well, if I can just, you know, keep them and, and keep reciting them, there are there is a place that you get to, and it's similar to when Nick was talking about, you know, being doing Mahu Māori, only speaking Māori for a month, and where your brain only starts to compute Māori. <laughs> so, like, I'm running, and when you start to get into that painful place, you're not telling yourself, like, you know, don't give up, don't give up, or, like, oh, this sucks. You know, a lot of the time, I'm just coming going around saying, kai ate ahi. Um, like, that's just f- food for the fire. I didn't. I haven't heard that before in my life. But that was just what was happening in my head. My head. My head just started putting all these sentences together, and I was like, "Yes, it's working. It's working." But anyway, rugby. We're back. Uh, two of the trainings. I told myself I didn't want to go, uh, and then I went, and I thanked myself later. So this is just a shout out to all you people who, who do think like, "Oh man, I don't want to go." Remember, you'll always thank yourself after. And this is someone. This is coming from someone who has been training for at least 20 years of my life and loved training that whole time and and I've never really considered not going to training so um, I'm starting to get back into it uh, for rugby um, and I always know I'm going to die, I always know it's going to suck but I know it's outdoors, it's in the grass, it's with my teammates uh, and it's a, lot of, it's a lot of joy that it brings me so I'm really stoked to be doing that. My Māori journey is coming along and what I say it's a journey journey makes it sound like it's so esoteric which it is and um, actually just like everyone's on a journey but I think it's more of an adventure like this be taking me everywhere um, and I'm really committing really really committing to it um, just re- oh man it just does things for you like I'm obviously at a different level than um, you know most people who are starting out so a lot of it is is reconciling with that fact that you know I do I was pretty lucky to have the level or competency of real that I had, uh, but then <laughs> that also opened you up to being more humbled because there are things that you just should know uh, and then you don't know and then it makes you feel a little bit fucking ma. Uh, but that's okay. Like I, I just say, um, um, you know, just let them come. 
I'm going to be making mistakes and I welcome them now. I think for the longest time I was so focused on having the perfect sentence structure, um, the the right kupu or, you know, just flipping to English because I was scared or flipping to Cook Islands Māori because I was scared that, you know, I was going to be wrong. And um, just in the couple of spaces I've been with, with a, with a couple of people, so Alana being one of them, also probably the biggest fan of this podcast, shout out. We, um, we've started a little group where we just kind of will, will speak back and forth as much as we can, uh, use as much in our, in our com- communication um, and just know that it's going to be like that. And, you know, we have a little laugh, but it's safe. Um, but so that's the sort of thing that we're getting into there. It's been awesome. Uh, and I've been just like every day. So as part of my morning, when I wake up just before I leave, I will, you know, think about the night before I'll think about a a phrase I'm going to use. And I pretty much use that phrase all day. So I've been like narrating or narrating, however people want to say it, um, my day, but when it gets to a particular part, so for example, if I have a kiwaha for the gym, or if I have a kiwaha for my office, uh, or a phrase for uh, driving to work or going to training, I'll narrate that as I'm doing it. So in my head, I'm trying to switch all of my whakaro to Māori. Um, and I think that that's going to help, um, especially because, uh, I've, I, yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm very lucky that I have people that I can communicate with. Uh, cool, so that's that. Uh, another one is if you follow me on the Instagram, Instagram, I have uh, I got my grant, and I spoke about my grant, uh, the, the application period, maybe June or July, and I did a solo episode. I got it. I posted it on my story, and it's funny, just like how many people <laughs> message me back, just saying, "I remember this episode. I remember how stressed you were. Like you sounded so, like you weren't sure if you were going to get it, and you were just like kind of letting." Letting the hands that be decide this, and I um, so I got it. Uh, so I'm I'm funded for four years to be able to do research, uh, and basically I I, I want to do a full episode on this soon about what my research actually is. I didn't want to talk about it too much then, not because I didn't believe that I wouldn't get it, but just because there are so many complexities with it. And in terms of the idea, it's so novel. And if I was to put it out in the airwaves, and you know, all of you two listen two listeners accidentally took that idea like that that this is my livelihood that's the stuff that pays my bills so I didn't want to put it out there because I would have had to reapply somewhere else but now that I can talk about it because it's been you know published people know that this is the work that I'm going to be doing uh, I have some sort of intellectual property on it now uh, but basically my big question <laughs> when it comes to it is te hua o te mahi. so that's my big thing what are the fruits of the work and that's this is what I mean by I'm measuring research impact. So my big question is, what are the fruits that come from your work? Um, so if you are going to be doing research, how is it actually going to be beneficial? How is it actually going to, if you're going to go look at these or talk to these people, the people that I care about, that I've established my entire career around, how is it that you can guarantee that there's going to be a positive outcome? Or how are you also going to cause no harm? I know that sounds like you just fill out an ethics application, um, but in most instances, uh, ethics, you can kind of wordsmith your way around how you actually build relationships with those people. So that's something that I'm looking into. Uh, and that's my question that I'll always think of. te hua o te mahi. And I know hua kind of has connotations, especially for our Cook Islands people. Hua is not a good word, but hua is like the fruits of something. Um, so yeah, that's the, that's the big thing there. Um, something I love, I did a workshop uh, to the interns who are going out into the Pacific Health workforces, uh, and I just talked to them about research, which is something that I love. 
Uh, and that's something that I'm happy to do. Like my introvert self screams at being able to do that sort of stuff because you're up in front of people, but it's doing stuff that I do every single day. So that doesn't scare me at all. And I was really stoked to have done that. And I just appreciate everyone who allowed me that opportunity to be able to do that. Like I'm a very young researcher, um, but I guess all I do research is research and how to do research. And I also do research. So there's a lot of researchception going on in there. Um, last thing, just very quickly, I got chosen for an alumni award. So uh, in your 20s, they do like this thing at this university where in your 20s, they have like 20 people who they recognize as alumni. Uh, I was one of them. So I was lucky to have been chosen. Uh, for that so I got an award it's been a huge couple of weeks uh, and yeah strategy planning as well so um, I'm just very very grateful and I think in the last couple of solo episodes I'll probably talk about uh, a few things a few things that like reflections of the year and where I want to think about in the next couple of weeks uh, slash years slash what's actually going to happen with this podcast as you know I was talking about wanting to get out the game so I think a couple more months and then I'll have a reevaluation of where that's all at because my life be full on uh, but coming on, I know I always feel better after. So that's just always what I have to say to myself. You know, it's a difficult thing rolling myself off the bed and letting, letting my skin freaking stick to the leather. You know that feeling when you stick to the and come off? Having to come out of that and just knowing that once I get off and, and my skin stretches back to normal, that I'm actually going to enjoy it and I always feel better afterwards. Just like a hard training session. So it's been a huge, huge couple of weeks. Um, and I'm looking forward to, to just staying on board with you all. And, th- and thank you for the encouragement. I know a couple of you were worried that the podcast was going to end. Uh, and I wasn't doing this to fish, to be like, hey, look, um, you don't have to. It's such a good podcast. All these people listen to it. You've got really nice hair and cool eyes and you're fucking jacked. But that's not what it was for. Uh, I was genuinely in a place where I didn't want to do the podcast anymore. Like I, I just felt like I'd reached that level of, of where I wanted to get with it uh, and then I just realized like actually there is so much more that I can do um, and that was just a state that I was in at that moment and yeah I don't know I thank you all uh, all the people who messaged me just saying like this can't be the end of the podcast uh, so maybe there's a break instead I might have a rahui uh, rather than actually f- finishing forever but yeah we'll see how that all goes anyway love you all those were kisses for you who are not looking uh, have a great week have a great weekend whenever you are listening to this have a great future love you